Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plant, it's time to Hemp Resent. Our radio resident Hempo sapien Vivian McPeak will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to Hemp Resent about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Welcome to Hemp Present, the weekly radio show where you can get your PhD in THC because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to defeat prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly reefer radio rebellion against prohibition as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers and shakers, and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. I'm your host, Vivian McPeak. I am the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest. In its 25th year, found at hempfest.org. I'm also the author of the book, Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest from AHA Publishing, also found at hempfest.org. Today's show features some best-of nuggets, and we'll be back with more dispatches from the front lines of the struggle for cannabis equality on Cannabis Radio, your source for the force of freedom. Today's guest on Hemp Present is bioscientist Mowgli Holmes, who will join me in a few minutes. But first, a thought process emanated from my resin-drenched organic tissue microprocessor. Meet the genome. No, the roaming gnome has not gone gangsta. A genome is any complete set of genetic instructions for a particular organism. Now, that doesn't sound, at face value, nearly as interesting as a foot-and-a-half-tall bearded plaster garden gnome adorned in ball cap sports jersey and gold chains, but bear with me, because it is. All of the information needed to build any organism or living thing and allow it to grow and develop is contained in each genome. Imagine, if you will, if a house could build itself or if a car could fix itself, because that's what's going on in the natural world every single day. Many trillions of cells make up our human bodies, each with their own set of instructions to create us, a blueprint for our being, each of us a living Heath kit. Each genome is made up of DNA. Each cell in the body, whether it is a hair cell or a heart cell, contains this same set of DNA instructions. Our growth, development, and health comes from a unique chemical code within our DNA, which forms a twisted double helix structure that literally makes us who we are, each and every one of us, one of a kind, for better or for worse. 
The single strands of DNA coil into structures called chromosomes, which are located in the nucleus that exists within every cell. Each gene brings a specific protein to the table, which build, maintain, and regulate your body. Genes operate your heart muscles, build your bones, and determine what you will look like. To give you an idea how small these buggers are, the genome of a human being is made up of 3.2 billion bases of DNA. All of the letters in any human's genome would take as much as 100 years to recite at the rate of one letter per second for 24 hours a day. The first person to describe how traits are passed down from one generation to another was an Australian monk named Gregor Mendel, who made the discovery in the 1800s. He observed that pea plants inherited color and smoothness traits, in particular patterns from their parents. While Mendel is considered the father of genetics, it wasn't until a century later that other scientists latched onto his work and took it further to where it stands today. Now, you might think, what does all this have to do with cannabis? Well, all living things have a unique genome, including plants, and qualities such as the shape, color, smell, and even the amount of trichomes produced by a plant is determined by the genome phenotype. Through careful and mindful manipulation, cannabis strains have been optimized to produce buds, leaves, stalks, and oils that would otherwise never have existed on Earth, or at least not within our lifetimes. But I am just a pot activist, internet radio host. I am not a molecular geneticist. However, I have one here with me today who can tell me how much of this I've gotten wrong. Malkley Holmes is a biologist trained in molecular genetics, microbiology, and evolutionary theory. He received his Ph.D. from Columbia University Department of Microbiology and Immunology, where he was a National Research Service Award Fellow. Holmes is the chief scientific officer of Phylos Bioscience, a biotechnology firm leading the development of cannabis genomes. His molecular organism is here with me today. Welcome, Malkley, to Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio. Now, you actually have a Ph.D. in THC. That's right. Well, now I do. <laughs> <laughs> I read somewhere that your goal is to allow the genome to remain in the public domain and prohibit certain strains of cannabis from being patented, in your words, just to piss off Monsanto. Now, I want to let you know that I busted out with a shit-eating grin when I read that. But what's that all about? Well, what that's about is that right now there's no protection, no patent protection available for cannabis strains. And in the rest of the agricultural world, you can get patents on plants. But a lot of us believe that you shouldn't be able to patent plants and that you definitely shouldn't be able to patent cannabis. The way the normal patent world works is that when things have been out for a while, they've been circulating, they've been in the commercially available, then they're in the public domain. They belong to everybody. If you invent something, but you sell it for a while first, and then you go and file a patent for it, you can't get it because... It's been out, and, you know, the U.S. Patent Office can't figure out where it came from. You know, you have to file that patent before you make it available. So stuff that's been circulating, it belongs to everybody. It's in the public domain, and all the cannabis strains that we know and love, those are all in the public domain. But because the U.S. government isn't paying any attention to cannabis, not in the way that we might like, they're also not keeping track of what's in the public domain and what's not. So it is possible that when big companies come in, and they will come in shortly, they could take famous strains that have been around for a long time and just rename them and patent them. And there'd be no evidence that they didn't make them themselves. So since we're sequencing all the strains we can get our hands on to map out how they're related and figure out the evolutionary history of cannabis, we realized that we could use that data as proof that all of the stuff that's around today belongs to everybody and is in the public domain and stop it from being patented. 
Wow, that's really scientific missionary work, man. That's awesome that you're doing that. You've also said that by mapping the cannabis genome, your team will better understand the medicinal and recreational components of cannabis, therefore allowing people to get more out of them. What does mapping the cannabis genome mean, and in what ways can you improve certain cannabis users' experience? In other words, why are you excited about your work right now? Well, listen, you can tell by your intro that you're prepared to get deep into some hardcore molecular biology, which usually (laughs) I don't get to do. (laughs) <laughs> when I'm talking about cannabis as much as I might want to. But think, you know, you, when you were explaining what DNA is, right? Cannabis and humans, we're just organisms. We have cells with nuclei, and in, in the nucleus of every cell is the DNA that encodes all the protein molecules that make up our organism. And those protein molecules, the instructions that DNA carries, they make these big, really huge molecules called proteins and the proteins are like little machines and there's two really important classes of proteins. There's a bunch of other ones, but there's two that that matter for us. One is there's some proteins that are enzymes and they chop up little tiny organic molecules, the kind of molecules that serve as drugs. They're tiny, simple molecules. They can get through the blood brain barrier and the vast majority of drugs that you can buy are these little organic molecules. So genes encode enzymes that can mix and match building blocks of small molecules and make new kinds of drugs. Other kinds of genes encode proteins that sit on the outer membrane of cells, they're receptors. And these small molecules, which can be drugs or many thousands of them are made as signaling molecules inside our own bodies, these small molecules float along and they bind to receptors. And then the receptors transmit signals to the insides of cells. So... Cannabis has a series of genes that encode synthases, which are enzymes that synthesize cannabinoids. So there's a gene for THC synthase, and THC synthase is a big-ass molecule that creates THC, which is this little molecule. And it looks just like a little molecule that humans have in their own brains called anandamide. And humans have genes that encode big proteins that serve as receptors that sit in cell walls and anandamide binds to those one, one of those receptors called the CB1 receptor. But THC can also bind to that receptor. So the funny thing is that the plant is like a combinatorial chemistry experiment. It makes this whole series of molecules that no other plant makes that really efficiently explore all those shape space around this whole series of human molecules, the endocannabinoid receptors. And so it starts to seem to us like that plants are this it's kind of chemical factory that humans live in symbiosis with. And cannabis in particular, we've had around for 10,000 years because it makes this whole series of molecules that can interact with this whole series of important molecules in humans. And so what we're really interested in is finding out what the rest of those cannabinoids are and how humans might interact with them. Right now, the world just blew open because we started to realize, oh, hey, there's another one, CBD, that does transformative things and maybe he's been doing them for a while and we didn't really know but we're just at the tip of the iceberg so as we start to look at all the other genes in cannabis we're going to start to find out how we can identify these other cannabinoids and how we can tickle the human endocannabinoid system with them so that's what we're most excited about i got about two minutes before i got to go to break so are we talking about genetic modification should people be concerned about frankenweed or new strains appearing on the market that drink roundup I think people should be concerned about it because people know how to do it for most plant types and they'll figure out how to do it for cannabis. 
Here in Oregon, some of the legislators were seriously considering passing an anti-GMO weed bill. And we were really hoping they would do that. But, you know, it's amazing how much opposition there is from the traditional agricultural industry to anything like that. Yeah. Even with crops they're not willing to deal with yet. So, you know, in some ways I think people will do this and it's going to be a thing in the future. But some part of me also feels like if there's ever industry that wasn't going to tolerate that commercially, it's this industry. So I sort of feel like as long as we have ways of identifying GMO crops, which is something we need for the rest of the world, this industry will just say, no, we don't want that. And the fact is that even for big companies who are trying to develop new varieties, traditional breeding with this plant is so powerful. It's hard to see why you would want to genetically modify it. If there's something magic you want out of it, you can get it by crossing it with other plants. I am speaking with Mowgli Holmes from Phylos Bioscience on Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio. We're going to take a quick pause for the cause because there's flaws and laws coming right back. Stay with us. Mowgli Holmes from Phylos Bioscience. My time's up. Thanks again for being on Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio. Happy trails to you, bro. You too. Thanks, Viv. Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. The National Cannabis Industry Association presents the Seed to Sale Show, January 31st and February 1st at the Colorado Convention Center in Denver. Register now at www.seedtosaleshow.com or 888-409-4418. The NCIA Seed to Sale Show, the largest cannabis business event to be held in Denver, will host over 2,000 cannabis professionals and focus on innovations and technology in cultivation, infused products and extraction, and sales strategies. The show will recognize the best in the industry with the Cannovation and Canatech Awards. Register before January 6th for $100 savings at seedtosaleshow.com. Use the code RADIO15 for an additional 15% off. Plan your experience now for the NCIA Seed to Sale Show, January 31st and February 1st. SeedToSaleShow.com or 888-409-4418. Do you want to get in on the booming cannabis industry? With new frontier data, we give industry insiders the power of big data analytics to help navigate this rapidly growing and changing landscape. New Frontiers tools help you make critical decisions based on the facts. Our industry analyst reports reveal the best opportunities. Our custom research engagements deliver answers to the most difficult questions. And our cutting-edge big data platform, Equio, puts real-time information and answers you need right at your fingertips. Go to www.equio.io and sign up for your free membership today. That's EQU. IO.io to sign up now. The power of real time big data is now in your hands. Run with New Frontier and let us help you conquer the wild. Mindful of sustainable practices and limiting their environmental footprint, Sansal hemp is always grown outdoors as nature intended. By starting with uniform genetic profiles, Sansal ensures the plant will maintain its optimal performance and yield consistently throughout its life cycle. It is through innovative processes that Sansal is able to achieve pure whole hemp extracts and meet industry requirements and the level of quality desired by many of their customers. Healthy plants, healthy people. SansalCBD.com. Improve your lifestyle naturally. Naturally. 
Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. About a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him pink, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Legal to listen to all over the world. We're just not sure about France. Cannabisradio.com We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. We are back on Hemp Present on the Cannabis Radio Network with Roland Gregg of the Kettle Falls 5. Why don't you begin, Jay, by taking us all a little bit back and just telling us about Kettle Falls. What kind of a place is Kettle Falls? Sure. I started going over there back in the late 90s and early 2000s when my my stepfather bought a hunting property over there. It's um, just an hour and a half north of Spokane, Washington. Very, very rural. It's like zoned R20, so everybody has 20-acre-plus parcels. And so they, they bought that over there, and he hunted there for many years. And then I think around 2004 or five, my mom and my stepdad retired out there on 30 acres, and they built a house, and they have a big garden every year, and they just retired and live a pretty self-sustainable life with their own well and they go into Alaska and then go hunting and fishing and they pretty much live off the land. That's kind of Kettle Falls, very rural, kind of like Little House in the Prairie, if you were to think of that. So previous to 2012, y'all were licensed Washington State legal medical marijuana patients and yes, you know, you were pro- pro- growing some 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 cannabis and medicine for yourselves. Tell me about what was going on. I broke my neck and my back and I got off the the really hardcore Oxycontin and stuff just by using cannabis extracts. Also, my wife, she had some eating issues, and so it helped her with appetite quite a bit. My mom, she has a lot of disc degenerative disease and used it for that, just pain in general. And Larry, he, he has gout and, and some other issues with his knee, some pancreatic cancer issues. Since charges were dropped against him, he's actually taking cannabis oil again, and he's doing very, very well, thank God. So that's, maybe going back to then, we we were buying it at dispensaries, and it got expensive. But when you read the law, RCW 69.51a, it said you, know, you can grow 15 plants apiece. So it just made sense for my mom, who already has a really big outdoor garden. It also said that you could grow another person's if you are authorized. So you just have somebody else grow it for you as a provider. And so that's, we figured we could save a lot of money just by having her grow a garden outdoors next to the vegetable garden. So that's what we did. And we didn't think we were breaking any laws because we also saw lot, you know, hundreds of dispensaries in Seattle and in Spokane, and we didn't think there'd be an issue. So we were so confident that we were following the law. We put a big 4 by 8 green cross on a white, white plywood up. So just, just to make sure, and we plastered our, you know, in, in plastic on the sign, our five medical marijuana recommendations. So we didn't think anything was wrong. 
God, Roland, you've been through so much. You've been targeted by the federal government for growing some medicine, treated like a terrorist, really, treated yep. like a dangerous criminal. How does it make you feel to be targeted and prosecuted as if you're just uh, no better than a common criminal? Well, at, at first reaction, it definitely you know, makes you question everything you thought about what government represents and about what the intent and purpose of government is and the people behind government and the corporations. It makes you question a lot of things. It makes you lose faith in those who you supposedly have supposed to have faith to, you know, protect our rights and our individual rights. And it makes you ask questions about where our country's going and, and you want to get involved, you know. So it has inspired me to want to be more active so that the truth can be told, especially when we were targeted and had to go through a kangaroo court where we literally, the law was not relevant. Washington state law was called not relevant. The judge and the prosecutor excluded all of the medical marijuana and everything. It was basically a kangaroo court. One of your primary attorneys, Douglas Hyatt, was uh, actually the first guest on the maiden voyage of Hemp Present last week. Douglas Hyatt really laid out some groundwork on how he described this ridiculous prohibition of cannabis is just being completely insane. You were treated pretty much like you're producing plutonium. How do you think cannabis should be treated by the government? Uh, what would your version of legalization be, Roland? My version of legalization would be as least amount of government interaction with the plant as possible. In fact, if they could just have hands off and allow us to actually do what we needed to do, that would be the best thing possible. Treat it like broccoli. In fact, treat it like less than broccoli. Don't even look at it because anything the government looks at as far as regulation, as far as I'm concerned, they screw up. I do believe there's, there's a guiding hand that should make sure that people shouldn't be taken advantage of. I completely get that. But the, as far as the danger of cannabis, there isn't really any danger to it anywhere. So why should we worry about anything happening to it? It's the most benign plant. On the, I mean, you're going to accidentally maybe not get cancer if you take it too much. Um, so um, I, I don't know. That's, that's, I'm, I'm a little bit jaded, though, as you can see. Man, I don't blame you. So let me ask, what is Roland Gregg involved in when he's not defending himself against federal prosecution? Uh, could you tell us what is, the, what is native clean, clean energy? Sure. And what does it strive to accomplish? I, I understand that the government interfered with you working on some of the most important work on the planet. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah, the last, since 2012, you know, I've, they took my passport away. So I've been invited to speak at energy conferences around the planet that I've not been able to attend. I've got one of my sister labs in Munich that I have not been able to go and, and monitor progress. But basically what we do at Native Clean Energy is we, we incubate technologies in the areas of energy, food, water, health, shelter, and waste solution. Basically the bottom level of Maslow's hierarchy of humans' needs. Um, I figured six years ago when I looked at all the systems in the planet that if we were able to get these systems in order out of the hands of corporate, basically, monopolies, and we could actually kind of level the playing field with free energy, free water, and free food for everybody. Not a socialist paradigm, but truly a way of taking care of our, our, our most um, vulnerable in our society. Um, we do that. We develop technologies like that in our lab in Seattle, and we have subsidiaries under that. Quantum power is a crystal battery that never dies. Parafluidics is a whole entire new uh, field of fluid dynamics. And we have all these different types of technologies. So we basically work with inventors to 
create the most sustainable and affordable technologies on the planet. And so, yes, I've been hindered the last three years quite a bit by federal tick on my side. Wow, that's that's incredible stuff. You know, I see prohibition of cannabis as just being one component to a kind of global system-wide war against the natural world enters into energy policy and agriculture and, and, and just about every aspect of our lives. Do you see things the same way? Absolutely. That's one of the reasons why I fell in love with the, the plant, the hemp plant, um, in all of its various forms. It literally could provide us everything we need very sustainably. We have all the land we need to grow it. It's basically what I believe, truly, since the 1930s, it's been the largest genocide on planet Earth. If you take away this plant, which is the most healing plant on the planet, um, if you would have left it, if the government would have left it in circulation, um, they wouldn't have seen the cancer rates rise all around like they have. Um, it wouldn't. It's just um, it would have made our soils, kept our soils healthy with our minerals and everything, and kept our bodies, um, you know, healthy with all the other intercropping that can happen with agriculture and the medical aspects of it, which are just now being rediscovered. We did know these things, but they were suppressed. So I think it's it's. It's one of the biggest genocides on planet Earth, the, the suppression of cannabis as a plant. I agree 100%, Roland. You all were charged with mandatory prison sentences, federal prison sentences. You were charged with conspiracy to grow and distribute over 100 plants. You were charged with growing cannabis and distributing cannabis. But the jury acquitted you on all charges except growing under 100 plants. Were you surprised? That was our second best outcome, and we had, you know, I had debated internally and whatnot with others whether we'd want a full acquittal or if we wanted to have the manufacturing charge stick under 100 um, because we knew they couldn't prove over 100. It was a silly charge. All of them were silly, but that one was just crazy to try well, to they, get that. They only had 40-some-odd plants, but they had photos of other plants that right. they tried to charge you with, right? Right, right, exactly. I, I expected it to pretty much be at that point. I knew the case, the evidence and the incompetence, the prosecution, and their ability to even outlay this trial. I mean, it was just, it would, it would take me days to go over so many of the crazy, crazy, unexpected, weird little things that happened all through the briefing, through the beginning. Douglas knows a lot of it. You know, he was part of that. It, it's, quite, it's quite interesting. I did expect about that. I was hoping it would be something like that or an acquittal, of course. But this allows us to set more of a precedent than just a full acquittal because now we have to appeal. Your sentencing hearing has been delayed until October 2nd. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, they kicked it pretty far out. We asked them to do an indefinite stay until the United States versus Lynch is decided upon at Ninth Circuit, which is there right now. And they're, they're arguing exactly the same issue that we are, Section 538 the Appropriations Act um, that, that bars the spending on stuff like this. So, Roland, what, what are you facing? We're facing zero to 20 years. So they could literally put us in jail for 20 years for this. And it's, it's a reality. It's hard to believe, but it's true. That's just an outrage. I mean, I don't even know what to say. You're such a brilliant person and, you know, involved in so many good things. The idea that you would be targeted like this. Well, it's everything that we're fighting for. I mean, this is really... You know, your, your guys' case is exactly why this global cannabis community is up in arms and doing everything we can to, to make this change. Uh, all right, my last question for you, Roland, and thank you so much for everything you've been doing, for your advocacy, for your, your bravery, and for your outspokenness. 
Uh, and please give my love and best wishes to all of your family and your fellow uh, defendants. What would you say to this government about cannabis? What would you say to them about what they've done to you? Well, if they're listening, I would say that it's about time that you realize that the war has been lost. And any continued battles that you have, you're going to lose those too. And you're going to lose the respect of anybody for any laws that you pass. So if you want to start gaining respect for people, you know, wake up to the, the tide. It, it is in and there is no more war. It, you're just going to lose every war. And the people are standing up now. We've got a lot of support from a lot of people. And that has blown us away, the support from the cannabis community. It's the best community on earth, the most compassionate you know, and I think they're going to lead the tidal wave of consciousness and this revolution of the mind. Well, Roland Gregg of the Kettle Falls Five, at, found at kettlefalls5.com. Thank you so much for being my guest on Hemp Present. Give uh, our best to Douglas Hyatt, uh, one of your attorneys who was here last week. We're going to be monitoring this very closely. And I invite all of our listeners to go to kettlefalls5.com and find out what you can do to help out. Thanks so much for being on our show. Thanks, Vivian. That concludes this installment of Present on Cannabis Radio. I want to thank Brasco, my man in the control room, and all the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for some more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some special hempo sapien on a journey to justice. Because when it comes to prohibition, you have the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice, so find yours and speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. Until then, my friends, stay strong, stand tall, and toke it easy. And don't forget to email me at hempresent at gmail.com. The Hemp Present theme song, Take Back the Plant, is performed by Stickerbush and sung by a much younger version of myself. You can hear the song in its entirety by placing Take Back the Plant and Stickerbush in your search engine. Turn up the music, maestro. I'm out. Marijuana! The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.